the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Somebody asked me why that I mentioned being in the heart of Tennessee. Actually, our city of Murfreesboro, just a few blocks across town here, I mean just a few blocks from the SWORD International Headquarters, there is a historical marker that notes that as the geographical center of the state of Tennessee. So when I say in the heart of Tennessee, we are indeed right here at the center of the state geographically. Now, just a little explanation. Maybe that'll be a help to you, all right? Well, listen, we've been talking for the last three days about the subject of faith and works. And we're going to finish that up today and uh, trust that it has been some help to you as we have talked about this great issue. Now, remember, tonight is Wednesday, and we hope that you'll be in church somewhere. Be sure that you get in on everything that your local church has going on. Have your family there. It'll do you good. Now, it is also Flag Day in America, and uh, I trust that you will fly the flag. We're patriotic, and we make no apologies for being anything but patriotic. That is who we are. That's what we're about. And we thank the Lord for the privilege we have to live here in this country. Now, let me also remind you that uh, the National Sword of the Lord Conference is July 17 through 20. I mean, we are one month away now and looking forward to it. Go to the Sword of the Lord website and check out the details. You'll like what you find there. And I trust you'll do that today. Now, let's get right to our study. And we're looking today at this subject of faith and works. And we've already worked through a good bit of the book of Galatians that addresses those matters. And I want to remind you, I started with chapter 2, verse 21. I read that verse on the Friday broadcast when we started talking about this. And I want to read it again today. Chapter 2, verse 21 of Galatians. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So that verse, I mean, really lays out the issue. Whenever you and I start trying to help get ourselves saved, I mean, by doing and doing and doing, we're frustrating the grace of God. The grace of God is the total picture, and the Lord provides what He provides for us whenever we put our faith and trust in Him. Now, let's look today at chapter number 4 and verse 16. Because, you know, sometimes folks have a hard time grasping some of this, and even there are times when some of the folks who are working so hard to try to be sure that they have everything in place. Chapter 4, verse 16 says, Am I therefore become your enemy? Well, that's the way some folks respond. It's like if you tell them the truth— they are not going to be happy. And this verse, the question is, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? And I hope the answer to that will be a negative answer. Whenever we receive the truth, we ought to be happy about that. We ought not to be in a negative frame of mind whenever we get the truth. Now, looking just a little bit further, chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. 
The fact is, if you go back and say, well, I really thank the Lord that he is involved in this, but I'm going to help out by doing this and doing that, lest I lose my salvation. Well, that's not the perspective that a Christian ought to have. And he said, whenever you start leaning back that direction, you're getting entangled again in bondage. And that is not the direction that any of us ought to go. And I know some folks will say, but doesn't the Bible say you're fallen from grace? And what they're saying is that if you don't perform up to par, that uh, you then are fallen away or you are unsaved at that point. Now, I'm going to read here something that is very, very valuable to help you. Chapter number 5 of Galatians, verses 4 and 5. Those two verses lay that scenario out and really put it to rest so that we understand what the truth is. The fact is that whatever you receive that you think is salvation— If you lose it a day or two later, or a week or two, or a month or two, or whatever, if you lose that, then what you receive was not from the Lord, because the Lord does not take away your salvation, just based on your performance. So here's the verses. Chapter 5, Galatians, verse 4 and verse 5. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. So notice in verse 4, he is saying, you, 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 if you are justified by the law, by the keeping of the law, by the doing of the law, if that is the way that you think you're saved, he said, then you're not even near grace. You have fallen away from grace. You're not in the neighborhood where grace is. And instead, he said, but we, notice we, not you, but we. He says, here's what we do. We, through the Spirit, talking about the Spirit of God, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. And that is exactly the story of salvation. The next verse says, In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but it's faith which works by love. So it's not a matter of whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. It's not a matter of whether you perform or don't perform. The fact is, salvation is all wrapped up in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, very quickly, it's necessary for us to take note of the fact that just simply because you are saved doesn't mean that you can just go out and uh, do whatever that you want to do. I mean, that'd be like a parent letting their child just run wild up and down the streets and do anything and everything that an undisciplined child wanted to do. And the Lord is going to deal with us as children once we are saved. Notice chapter 5 and verse 13. He says, Brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. So he's telling us, just because we're saved and solidly secure— does not license us to let our flesh just go out and do whatever it might entertain. That is not the direction that the person who is saved is going to go. That's not the direction that we ought to go. And uh, remember, however, that there are many, many struggles, even after you're saved, because that old nature does continue to exist. Now that you're saved, you also have a new nature, but those natures fight against each other. And that's why that we need to do everything we can, every possible day that we can, to feed the spiritual nature and starve the fleshly nature. Because if you starve the fleshly nature, it will become less and less who you are, 
And if you feed the spiritual nature, it will become more and more who you are. And here's the verse for that, verse 17, chapter 5. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. And he's just saying, the flesh will continue to exist, and it will give you pressure, it will give you struggles. Later in that same chapter, he talks about the works of the flesh, talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and the works of the flesh, obviously things we don't need to do. The fruit of the Spirit, that's what happens when we allow the Spirit of God to work well within us. Now, also in this same chapter here, we have instruction that we are indeed to be in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, yield to the Spirit. All of that is a part of the way a Christian is to function. So we have the story here. You don't lose your salvation because that you maybe fail to do something on a given day. But instead, we're saved by faith, Remember chapter 3, verse 26. You're all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And remember chapter 1, the uh, verses 6 and following. Tell us, if you preach this gospel of works, then it's not a gospel at all. And remember later in that chapter, he talked about false brethren who come along and who preach all of this works philosophy, trying to uh, get people to do and do and do and uh, try to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. That is not the way it works. All of this is laid out so clearly here in the book of Galatians. I hope if you are struggling with what I'm trying to teach you, I hope that you're going to read these six chapters of Galatians and read them and read them and read them again until the biblical truth sinks in because this is vital for you. It's important. I mean, salvation is way too important to mess it up. It's way too important to not get the message the way that the message is in reality. Now, one more passage here on this. Chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 says, But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. So we do become a new creature in Christ. We get a new nature. We get a new life that we did not have before. And that life is the Lord's everlasting life that he provides. But notice that he says here, we have no reason to glory. That is in our flesh. That is in our performance. That is in our wealth. That is in our resources. I mean, anything, whatever. We have no reason to glory. The only thing that we can glory in is the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. He went to the cross on our behalf. He went there for us. The Bible says Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. And we learn that because he went there for us, we have the privilege of being the children of God. We have the privilege to be forgiven. We have the privilege to be headed for heaven, have a reservation for heaven. So all of that is laid out so clearly here. And whenever you begin to say, well, I'm going to keep the Ten Commandments, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, remember you're off track when you head down that trail. You get saved by faith in the Lord Jesus, and then the works, the doing of things, the keeping of the commandments, the listening to the Lord and following Him and letting Him guide you, all of that comes is after you are saved. But if you try to do that before you're saved, thinking that it will get you saved, that is a greatly mistaken notion. 
In fact, it is a false doctrine, it is unscriptural, and it absolutely will not work for you. It never has worked for anybody, and it will not work for you as well. The only reason that you and I can boast of heaven, the only reason that we can stand up and say boldly, I'm saved, I'm a child of God, I'm born again, is because we have a Savior, because Jesus went to that cross and paid the debt that all of us had and made it possible for us to get our sins forgiven and to get into the family of God and ultimately to receive heaven down the way. I'm telling you, folks, this is big stuff. This is a big deal, and it's the kind of thing that we absolutely need to be sure we've got settled. And that's the reason I just take the time here. I've got questions about it. I have people asking me different things along the way here. And whenever you respond with a sincere question, I want to give you a sincere answer. I want you to have biblical grounds on which you stand so that you will be on solid ground. It's not going to work for you if you build on the sand. You need to build on the solid rock of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he provides for you. So here in this book of Galatians, we have had it laid out very clearly. Salvation is by faith, and the works are a post-salvation issue. They come after we are saved, and we need to make that really be fully understood in our heart and live it out day by day in our life. I hope this has been a help to you. And uh, literally every single day here on this broadcast, we try to give you some things from the Bible that will help you, sustain you, strengthen you, and make you a stronger Christian along the way. We want that for every single one of you. And I trust that you'll be with me every day that you possibly can be. And listen, I love to hear from you too. So I hope you'll write me a note real soon. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and trust it'll be real soon. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.